when we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Presented to you by Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. I recorded that old whippoorwill early one morning as I was headed for the boat ramp at Lake Murray State Park, Oklahoma. They've got incredible facilities at that beautiful lake, hotel accommodations, restaurant, water park, all kinds of cool stuff for the family, and the fishing is just awesome. Terrific boat ramps, boat docks, Lake Murray, Oklahoma. By the way, I was catching smallmouth bass, and the guys that were bottom bouncing in deeper water were catching some real nice walleye at Lake Murray when I was up there. Hey, welcome back to the camp house at Kinder Outdoors, located just outside of Alborg, Texas, the gateway to the grasslands, the LBJ National Grasslands. We've got quite a playground up here. Come see us sometime. Decatur, Bowie, Bridgeport, Alvord. I call it the Bermuda Triangle of good old boy because you come here and just seem to get lost. You never want to leave. <laughs> We're glad you're here. Front door to the camp house is brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. Calming Care very gently and naturally settles the overbarker, the overjumper over time. It's very safe to use and effective at treating the overzealous pooch in your house. Calming Care. Edwin Evers is planning to join us on the show next weekend. Good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Edwin, the only guy ever to win a Bassmaster Classic and a Red Crest Bass Pro Tour Championship. He and I will be talking about Lay Lake, that is home to the 2024 Red Crest event, which is just a couple of weeks away, March 14th through the 17th. Lay Lake, Birmingham, Alabama. Free admission to the Expo. It opens uh, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., March 15, 16, and 17 at the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Center. Join me next weekend with my pal Edwin Evers. Jacob Wheeler fishes that Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour, and he earned his seventh MLF Bass Pro Tour victory at the Santee Cooper Lakes last week, stage two of 2024. Wheeler from Harrison, Tennessee, beat Dean Rojas of Lake Havasu City, Arizona, by five pounds. Third money went to Jesse Wiggins out of Coleman, Alabama. Matt Becker, 10-mile Tennessee, fourth, and Dylan Hayes, Hot Springs, Arkansas, Finished fifth. Come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Click on the link to Porch and Prairie magazine. They did a story on my friend Jay Stein with the Quail Coalition. It's a great story. Jay, you did a good job, buddy. The link is at kinderoutdoors.com. Kiowa Fujita's ultimate goal for 2024 is to win the Bassmaster Angler of the Year Award, and he's off to a good start. He won the first tournament of the season last weekend on Toledo Bend, Texas, with 100 pounds, 13 ounces over four days. That means he won one of those coveted century belts awarded only to those who catch at least 100 pounds of bass in four days. He also won that $100,000 check and the big blue trophy that goes with it. Up next for the Bassmaster Elite Series, well, they're on the water this weekend right now. Lake Fork, 
They're going to weigh in at that brand-new Caney Point Recreation Area. Slip out there and check it out this afternoon. You'll have a good time, and you'll see some giants. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic. So say our veterinarians. Hey, let's jump on that Kinder Outdoors trot line right now because my buddy, Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall, is uh, waiting on us there. And we're going to do it again, Waldo. You've made the big announcement now. Crappie Expo is on for 2024. Give us the nuts and bolts. Hey, we're talking about six years. I never did think we could have the first one, Billy. This is amazing. (laughs) It's going to be in Branson, Missouri, and it's going to be November 1, 2, and 3 at the Branson Convention Center right down on the Lake Tenicomo River. The convention center is connected to the Hilton there, and so Mm -hmm. you just get your room, you just walk right in, stop and get you a little breakfast, and come to the show, I'm telling you, uh, it's going to be three days of a lot of fun. And, hey, when, when they get in that expo, for folks that have never been there before, it is, it is a crappie fishing extravaganza. Yes, sir. We have, we have major boat manufacturers. We've got all the electronics. We've got all the rods, reels, lures, bobbers, ice chests, anything to do with crappie fishing. And the great outdoors, we're going to have it right there. We're going to go fishing, too, for big money. Well, I'll tell you what, the Mr. Crappie Invitational Classic has been a great tournament for crappie anglers over the years, and we've paid out hundreds of thousands of dollars over six years. And this year, the entry fee is five grand per team. And, man, if we have 50 to 75 teams in this thing, that's a lot of moolah. We're talking about paying some big checks, and we're going to have it right there on Table Rock Lake, and it's a beautiful lake right there outside of Branson, and uh, it's going to be amazing. Along with this, we're having the world's largest crappie fry. There you go. That'll be at the Crappie Expo in uh, Branson, Missouri at the Convention Center, November 1 through 3. Get it on the calendar. I can't wait, Waldo. Looking forward to it. And they can check it out at crappieexpo.com. It's Jace Robertson from Duck Dynasty. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. When I pay my phone bill, I'm actually going to be doing something good for America. You see, I am a Patriot Mobile customer. Robin and I both are Patriot people. We made the switch, and I'm so very happy that we did. We live in a rural area, and sometimes that can make it very difficult to get Internet, telephone, television. As a matter of fact, with my previous big-name mobile service, I had to stand on my back patio. Remember Green Acres where they had to climb the pole? I had to stand on the corner of the back patio to make a phone call and to do my work. Now I have freedom to roam about my home and property with solid cell service from Patriot Mobile. And when I pay my bill every month, it works for my country instead of against us. It supports our First and Second Amendments, sanctity of life, my right to worship. Join the movement to Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Free activation with the promo code KINDER, K-I-N-D-E-R. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. 
In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. Marksman Firearms and Outfitters' mission is to guide and educate customers. Whether they're new to firearms or experienced, skilled shooters, they take the time to teach you which guns will properly suit your needs, as well as how to care for them to ensure the longevity and quality of your firearm. At Marksman, they believe every customer deserves a place to go that offers the largest variety at reasonable prices, with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas Pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. There's only one thing that can keep us out of the deer woods. Just kidding. Welcome back to Kinder Outdoors. Proud partners with Patriot Mobile. I ran into my old friend Tom Opry at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo. Tom is the founder of the Shepherds of Wildlife Society. And he and his wife Olivia do very important work all around the globe for sportsmen and women and conservationists like you and me. Hey, Tom, welcome back. Always a pleasure. Well, Billy, it's always a pleasure to be here, and, and uh, it's great to be here in the great state of Texas. I want to know where you've been because, uh, you know, you're never home. You're always somewhere uh, sleeping on top of a mountain or something. 
Well, you know, I do get a chance to do a little bit of hunting. Not much these days, but most of it, you know, is out filmmaking. And uh, there's a lot of great stories to be told. But, you know, we're, we're doing this just like why you're doing this. It's the passion for the outdoors, the passion for conservation and wildlife, and the passion for the, you know, literally the, the fundamentals and the, and the things that we love to do as families and friends out in the outdoors. And so, you know, that's our goal. So I, we started a nonprofit. I think we talked about this a couple of years ago called the Shepherds of Wildlife Society. So people interested in finding out, go to Shepherds of Wildlife wildlife.org and uh, its whole premise is, is to try to reconnect modern society with nature so uh, we've made up of wildlife photographers outdoor filmmakers and uh, my thing as a filmmaker is to try to tell stories of rural communities around the world you know wildlife doesn't live in cities lives in the countryside and so it's really imperative that we let these folks especially in a society now where most people live in cities completely out of touch with nature don't even know where their food comes from uh, in many cases, so it's really important they kind of understand how conservation really works. And let's face it, you know, because wildlife lives in the countryside, it lives with people that live in the countryside, and it's those people that are tasked with being the good stewards or the good shepherds of those wild places and the animals in them. And if they don't see a benefit for taking care of those resources, it goes away to the dodo bird. And we have yeah. thousands of years of history where uh, we have lots of examples of humanity. Proven fact. Yeah, 100%. So, so yeah, as far as my travel goes, it's it's a passion right now. I mean, I've dedicated the rest of my life to ensuring that, that we can have our modern conservation model, which is the most successful conservation model ever in human history. Some people call it the North American model. Uh, but, you know, it's based and its main tenet of it is hunting. You know, because wildlife provides a value to people, because they enjoy seeing it in the outdoors and they take care of it. I mean, let's face it, Billy, the reason why you have birds in your bird feeder, the reason why there's deers and deer and turkey in your backyard, heck, the reason why we have national forests in America today is all because of hunters who go hunting. But we have, a, as hunters, we have a tendency to kind of just look inside our own little sphere of influence, our handful of friends or family folks, people that we're spending time with. But we don't really realize that we're a very small minority. In the United States, if you, you look at U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service data, uh, I think it's 4 or 5% of the population buys a hunting license in any given year. Well, that's not a whole lot of people. With, you know, I mean, it's over 20 million people, you know, 15 to 20 million people. But it's, when we talk about the fact that we're now seeing the politicization of wildlife conservation, we're seeing politics, you know, where the politicians or these parties are saying, hey, vote for me and I'll ban this type of hunting or we'll ban this, we'll stop this, all being done to gin up the vote, kind of just like the Second Amendment would be for certain folks or, or right, you know, pro, pro-life or pro-choice. And so, but unfortunately, that doesn't help us. It's not a good thing. And since there's such a few number of us, we really can't win at the ballot box. I mean, like you said, we say it's 4 or 5%. That's just rounded up to 10% for argument's sake. That means hunters are 40% plus one vote behind before we even get to the ballot box, and we don't always go to the ballot box to vote. We're now looking at ballot initiatives around the country. They've got a thing called IP3 in Oregon right now that would make it an automatic felony to kill any animal, wild or domestic. And, of course, you you would think there's no way that can happen. Well, you know, how are they getting signatures for this ballot initiative, which goes on the ballot if they get the signatures in November. It's mass rules. You know, it's mob rules. You know, it doesn't go to the legislature to be looked at by your representative. It doesn't go to the courts. It doesn't, I mean, it it goes on and becomes law. And uh, the way that they're couching this to get signatures is they ask you, do you believe in bestiality? Hmm. Well, of course we don't. You know, so people sign on. Same old game. They throw something absurd out there and get a no out of you, and then. Yeah, and so we all know that the pork industry, the poultry industry, you know, the cattle industry, these people have got a lot of money. They're well organized. But the hunting community, we're not well organized, and we don't have any money. 
and we don't do a good job of playing together. We, we, we have this syndrome that I call the fishing hole syndrome. You know, we all want to do the same thing. We all want to do it for the right reasons, but unfortunately we're very independent-minded. And we don't want anybody to know where our fishing hole is because they might come and fish it when we're not there. If we have some success, we want to keep it to ourselves. Your passion for this and your drive, though, to tell the story has taken you to some pretty elite meeting rooms across the, the globe. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, our key thing here is, like I said, is to be able to give a voice to these rural communities because they're the ones that are doing the, the hard work of wildlife and habitat conservation. But they have a really important, not only is it an important point of this whole, this whole scheme, but they also, because they need to realize some sort of gain or some sort of benefit for it, uh, they, that benefit translates into what I say is their most basic human rights. So we've talked for, for decades and decades. You know, I, you know, my dad wrote for Out There Life and Field and Stream. I grew up in this. I've not been in this outdoor hunting business my whole life, but I've been around it. And I've watched that evolution of, you know, when we hunted, growing up as a kid, it was the traditions, going out on the weekends, going to the deer lease, going to the deer clubs, spending that time with friends and family in the outdoors was so important to my upbringing and to a lot of people, a lot of your viewers, the same thing. And so what I've watched is kind of, you know, we had this biocentric approach to hunting, you know. I mean, yeah, we don't need to hunt to put food on the table. But my dad was a union journalist. He didn't make a whole money, a whole lot of money. I mean, I don't think I bought a piece of Venice or a piece of uh, beef at the grocery store until I was well into my 20s. We ate venison. Yeah. We ate deer. We ate duck. We ate birds. We still do at my house. 100%. My kids, the same thing. Yeah. But because of that, you know, I've watched this evolution in the last, especially the last 40 years, uh, where it's become more of an egocentric approach. You know, the emphasis is on the record book, on the tape measure. Yeah. And, and it's not the majority of hunters. You know, I kind of liken it to real estate. 95% of the real estate sold by 5% of the realtors. Why? Because they're good at it. Yeah. Well, the same thing happens in the hunting community. About 5% of the hunters put out 95% of the stuff that maybe doesn't show as well to the general public. And with the advent of the Internet and Facebook and social media, you know, we can take a picture and post it on line and anybody anywhere in the world that's connected to the internet or has a smartphone trackers in africa people in nome alaska within a nanosecond they can see your post yeah. and so you have a scenario where because we talked about this disconnect that we have in in this rural versus urban society situation where people don't know where their food comes they don't understand what conservation is conservation is the wise use of a natural resource now there's nothing else the opposite is preservation you know hands off let nature do its thing and that's kind of what we're fighting with with the anti-use people you know the PETAs and the Humane Societies and the Center for Biological Diversity, those organizations are not conservation organizations, so they're preservationists. And so it's really important that we understand that as hunters, when if you post that picture of that deer, I know what you went through. Maybe you spent years tracking that buck, or maybe you did really well in business and you could afford to go on a safari in Africa, and maybe you did shoot an elephant or a lion. I know what you went through. Unfortunately, when you post that picture there, you look no different than an ISIS terrorist in Syria who just cut the head off a human being on YouTube today. Right. And I know that shocks you, but that's you have to understand. We live in our little world. We don't look outside it very much. Yeah. And because of that, we really do ourselves a huge disservice. Now, hunting is not a right here in America. It's not enshrined in the Constitution, the, you know, the Bill of Rights. It's shocking. But I don't think our founding fathers had any idea, any would even fathom that going out and hunting would ever be infringed upon. Okay? And now we know with King George and the reason we had to, had to have our muskets uh, was because of the tyrannous, you know, 
rule of law. And so, so our, it's really important that we, we tell these stories because at the end of the day, it is not a right, and we are able to hunt because it, we're privileged by the rest of the society that says they're willing to live with us to be out there doing that. So it's really well said. Yep, that's well done. And we have a tendency, no matter what it is, to love it to death in this country. Love it too much. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about uh, the Shepherds of Wildlife Society. That sounds like I can be a part of that. We're going to tell people how. Can you hang on? Yes, sir. Thanks to my friends at Forta Flora for bringing us to this corner of the camp house. If you own a dog, hey, it's important. Keep Forta Flora in the fridge. It stops and even prevents GI upset in our dogs. Hi, this is Taylor Ramey with University of South Alabama Bass Fishing Team. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. And Brett Favre is my neighbor. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and it's time once again to invite you to our annual Jim Shockey Classic two-day charity event where we all get together to celebrate and honor those who have served and sacrificed. All of us deeply admire the invaluable sacrifices made by our military personnel. 100% of the proceeds fund all expense paid Shockey tribute hunts through the Freedom Hunters Military Outreach Program. In addition to the golf tournament, there will be a sporting clay tournament on Sunday morning before the banquet. So join me April 14th and 15th 2024 at the award-winning Barnsley Resort in Adersville, Georgia, nestled in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains. Visit JimShockeyClassic.com to sponsor, to register, or to donate, and also to learn more about our great event. I really hope to see you there. Weatherford Truck Equipment has been supplying premium truck accessories and equipment since 1997. Chip Knees and the crew at Weatherford Truck Equipment are pros that can totally equip your farm, work, or town truck to totally suit your needs. Flatbeds, grill guards, bumpers, bed covers, toolboxes, hitches, running boards, or any custom fabrication that you can scheme up for your truck. Weatherford Truck Equipment is located at 2620 Ranger Highway in Weatherford, Texas, just 20 minutes west of Fort Worth. Visit online at weatherfordtruck.com and take a look at the exceptional quality in our truck accessories and customized metal fabrication. Ranch truck, service truck, special purpose truck, it's all at Weatherford Truck Equipment. Contact Chip and set up an appointment to talk over your truck accessory or custom fabrication needs. Weatherford Truck Equipment, 2620 Ranger Highway in Weatherford. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. 
Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey, that's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. Patriot Mobile speaks loud and clear. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, parental rights, and sanctity of life. Patriot Mobile, proud partners with Kinder Outdoors. That's what night sounds like. A cold December night during deer season on the Briscoe Ranch in northern Jack County, Texas. That ancient windmill, how many hundreds of thousands of revolutions it's made. And you even hear an old hoot owl chiming in to the wee morning hours that led to another successful and wonderful deer hunt on the Briscoe Ranch. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch down in the Texas Hill Country. It is the best bird hunting in Texas. That's what Orvis says and Beretta and Shooting Sportsman, Federal Select. And me too. You're going to love the place. Joshua Creek Ranch. Go enjoy all that it has to offer. Uh, you can learn more about the ranch at kinderoutdoors.com. Well, let's head to Colorado, the great state of Colorado now. Elizabeth, Colorado, with its booming 1,675 fine American citizens there, one of which is my dear friend Anthony Pace with Freedom Hunters. Anthony, always a pleasure. Billy, it's always great to talk with you. and. Uh... Definitely enjoy the radio program. 
you travel a lot of miles every year in support of our military personnel, both U.S. and Canadian military, uh, with the Freedom Hunters organization. Uh, you, you're out doing multiple things. What When people see you like at the National Wild Turkey Federation or at the Dallas Safari Club or various events, why are you there? What are you doing? Well, the biggest thing we do at, at some of the national trade shows and, and conservation with the conservation groups is just try to raise awareness, uh, raise some funds uh, about our program, our military outreach program, and uh, connect with, with the veterans in the area, try to get them involved, um, give them opportunities to, uh, you know, get out with us and, and apply for an adventure. Uh, but it's, it's really just about raising awareness and, again, trying to raise some money. And when we talk about raising money and getting out uh, with these with these veterans, that's what Freedom Hunters does. Uh, Anthony got together with Jim Shockey a number of years ago. Now it's been quite a quite a long while, and uh, put their heads together and came up with really it was it was your original idea, Anthony, to uh, to build Freedom Hunters and take our heroes on hunting and fishing trips, uh, outdoor adventures, as a way of saying thank you, but, boy, that really turned into a great method of therapy for these folks. Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing to be out there with the guys and, and watch them change right before your eyes. And, you know, they'll they'll come into camp and shy and, and reserved, and then, you know, by the time they're, they're there with the other veterans, you know, it doesn't take long. You know, within an hour, they're, they're sharing stories and, and, and helping each other through the journey. Of, of where they're at and you know the therapy of being out hunting or fishing or or doing anything outdoors uh, you know, you're out in god's creation um, it the healing that takes place is just amazing to watch it truly is i've been there and seen it happen and uh, that is absolutely no stretch that this is this is very important you can't even put words to it uh, very how effective this is very effective and important therapy for these folks uh, you've taken thousands and thousands and thousands of guys and gals on great adventures all around the world. But recently, uh, I, I was interested in a trip you guys took with a Vietnam vet named Hal. Uh, that was a special hunt. You know, it, it really was. We, you know, we get in applications um, every day from all across the country. Uh, one came across my desk. It just, it just happened to catch my eye. Um, Hal's best friend was going to help him uh, go on a, a sheep hunt in California. Hal had been applying for this tag since they opened up the unit, and I think it's been 33 years he'd been applying. Since that point in time, um, Agent Orange has started to take effect, so he's dealing with cancer. He's in a wheelchair, and, um, you know, his buddy was just saying, you know, what can you do? Can you help him out? And, um, man, did that get the juices flowing for us? It's like, absolutely. We'll do what we can, and uh, so we ended up, uh, one of my volunteers out of the Reno area, um, he's he's hunted goats and sheep before, so I asked him, I said, you know, can you, can you mentor Hal on this trip, and let's put it together. Well, James started making phone calls and, and gathering resources, and by the time we were done, there, there were 10 to 12 guys out helping Hal find a sheep. Um, you know, and trying to find it when you're uh, a sheep within shooting distance when you're wheelchair bound was a little tough. We ended up uh, having to uh, pull the wheelchair through about a mile of country to get him 
within uh, 400 yards of, of a sheep. But, um, you know, how how did his part and put on a good good shot on the on the sheep and uh you know the story came out just the way you'd hope so oh, it was it was goodness. pretty exciting yeah yeah i i'm sitting here getting excited and i can hear the emotion in your voice the the love for uh, for these folks to be able to to do this for them uh really strikes at your core how many and i know you can't put a number on this but ballpark how how many of our veterans us and canada do you think Freedom Hunters has taken on a on a hunt or a fishing trip? Now, since since '06, uh, we've taken out over 14,000 veterans and their family members. <laughs> wow, it's good work, but it's not free work. It requires uh, that we pay the way for these guys and gals, and we've got a really, really fun and special way to help raise funds uh, coming up. In Barnsley, actually, it's a Daresville, Georgia, coming up right about tax time, April 14 and 15. We're all going to need a reason to smile on those days, and we've got a good one, Anthony. This is a good reason to smile. It is. The Jim Shockey Classic is is one of our premier fundraising events that we do. So this year, we've we moved it to uh, the Barnsley Resort uh, in a Daresville uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, one, the golf course is uh, rated number one in in Georgia. The second thing is um, they also have uh, a lot of outdoor stuff, but they've got a great sporting clays course as well. So we're going to do uh, sporting clays um, uh, Sunday morning. Sunday evening we'll have a banquet, and then Monday we'll we'll do our golf tournament. So we've got a little bit of of everything for for people that are 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 shooters and people who are golfers and uh you know we'll come together raise some great funds and uh those particular funds go for kind of our higher end hunts our our world world class hunts so we were able to again take that take money from that event you know to pay for house room and for food and lodging and 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 everything so it's it it really touches those those servicemen that, that really need a special type of adventure. And we want you there, but if you cannot be there, you can still join us. We have a whale of a uh, live auction, silent auction. People can participate online. Absolutely. We've got some great items. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, a Gunworks rifle. We've got Trigis Con Scopes. We've got Vortex Optics. We've, we've got, oh, probably 200 different uh, manufacturers in the outdoor industry that have stepped up and um, and donated these items for us to to raise money. So anything you need in the outdoor uh, realm, if you've got a trip coming up, you need something special. I guarantee we'll have it on the auction. It's a room full of heroes. You ought to come and be a part of this with us, Anthony. Thank you again for the uh, good work that you do tirelessly, day by day, year round. Uh, for our military men and women with Freedom Hunters. And we have a link to all of this info at kinderoutdoors.com. Look forward to seeing you in Adairsville, Georgia, April 14 and 15, Anthony. Yeah, I understand we have a pretty pretty cool uh, MC that's going to come out and help too, but I, <laughs> I can't remember his name. I'm not the best, but I'm the best that you can do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Anthony, thank you so much. All right, thank you, Billy. You have a great day. I'm Delmer Smith. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
And that's the fact. There's no reason to be miserably cold while you hunt or fish. Still hunting, snow hunting, ice fishing, or just going to the ball game. Stay warm with Buffalo Wool products. You know, I, I would have had no idea that bison had such a usable fiber, but the more you, you get into it, the more you play with it and learn and see what it does, you realize why these animals are so well protected in the environments that they are. They will grow this fiber as needed to protect that heart, lungs, area, keep their core insulated, whether it's from the heat or the cold. I've depended on buffalo wool to keep me warm in bitter conditions for over a decade now. Part of the reason that we love you so much is because of the fact that you actually went out, tried it, tested it before we even discussed anything about working with you. So that's sort of what we want. We just want to make sure people are comfortable. Not everybody needs us. Not everybody is out stand hunting at, you know, 30 degrees or not everybody has circulatory issues. But for those that do, we want to make it available. We want to make it as durable as possible. And we want to make it work. We want people happy, warm, and comfortable. That's it. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com When we venture into Dallas-Fort Worth for conventions and expos and Christmas shopping and family visits and football games and whatever, we stay in the cabins at the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas. Each cabin has its own individual living social area, and kitchen, dining room table. The kids and grandkids will love the loft, and you and your wife will enjoy the peaceful privacy of your own bedroom. One thing I really love about the cabins at the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas, is that I can park my truck right outside my door. No elevators, no getting up in the middle of the night and peeking out the window at the mass of vehicles to see if mine's still there, unmolested. I pour myself a cup of coffee from the supplied coffee pot in my vineyard's cabin and enjoy a view of the lake from my front porch. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins, Grapevine, Texas. Vineyardscampground.com Once upon a time, long, long ago, elk roamed bountifully across most of North America. Their bugle cut the early morning fog in the hills of Tennessee, Kentucky, Virginia, coast to coast and then they were gone but in 1984 the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation was born and since then a quarter of a million people have joined the elk effort nearly nine and a half million acres have been preserved or access opened up to the public there are more than 500 RMEF chapters and the way we go about our business makes us one of the most efficient and effective conservation organizations in the U.S. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation plays a leading role in restoring elk to their historic habitat. Today, make a difference in the world. Make an impact. Learn how at rmef.org. No doubt, as you travel the highways, pastures, and arenas across our great nation, you've probably taken notice of those beautiful NRS trailers complete with all that you need from tax storage to air conditioning in your fully equipped living space. NRS Trailers, born in cowboy country, Decatur, Texas, home to champions. We wanted to build the best trailer on the road, one that would satisfy our own high demands of quality. We did. And now NRS Trailers is one of North America's largest premier trailer builders. In fact, there's an NRS trailer location just ahead. You'll find us in Decatur in Willis, Texas, Ocala, Florida, Oklahoma City, Fort Scott, Kansas, and Wickenburg, Arizona. 
From horse and stock trailers with living quarters to flatbeds and car haulers, back up to the safest, most dependable trailers on the road. We can even finance it for you at NRS Trailers. NRSTrailers.com. Money can't buy happiness, but it can put your brand new bass boat within casting distance of it. Glad you're in the camp with us this week at Kinder Outdoors. Presented to you by Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Hey, if you would like to uh, enjoy a spring upland bird hunt with Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country, you need to let them know that today. They are booking up, okay? Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's get back to my friend Tom Oprey from the great state of Montana. You're always up to something new, and I know that that is the case now as well. What are you occupied with these days? See, we just wrapped up a film. We'll be starting to hit the film festivals. It's called The Last Keeper. So you were talking about traveling. Uh, several years ago, coming to Dallas Safari Club, going to the Safari Club and some of the other shows, I got an opportunity to meet a whole bunch of operators, hunting operators that are in the U.K., mostly up in Scotland in the Highlands, and started to hear this crazy story about the politics that were going on. And, you know, when it comes to wildlife and habitat conservation, uh, some alarming Really alarming things. Now, Texas, you know, let's face it, this state, very similar to Scotland in a lot of regards as far as land ownership goes. Not a lot of public ground. No. Same thing with Scotland. About a million acres in Texas, that's it. Uh, and I would say that Scotland probably has less than that. Yeah. Uh, but then again, it's not a big place. I mean, it's geographically the size of, of, uh, of New Jersey, four to five million people total. But, you know, Scotland's got a place in everybody's heart. I don't know about you, but oh, yeah. a lot of us have a i got a lot of dead relatives buried on that island. <laughs> so yeah, it's in our DNA. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, it's romanticized. I think a lot of people have watched a lot of the outdoor or the shows like Outlander and things like that. And yeah. so, um, you know, I think there's a real keen interest in what's going on there. But what I discovered over, we spent 140 days on location over a year and a half, wow. uh, myself and the team and a photographer. And, uh, you know, we, come to re- we really came to realize that, there's some incredible things going on there. And, and the story, it's called The Last Keeper. So over there, the way the system works, they have these sporting estates, which are a byproduct of Victorian age. Queen Victoria went to, went to the mid-17 or 1850, went up to uh, the Highlands, ended up in Balmoral, fell in love with it and bought it. And that was kind of the start of this thing where it's a byproduct of the fact that if everybody remembers your history of Scotland, they had a thing called the clearances where there was a group of landowners that thought they had a better idea or plan for the land. That Private land? Private land, oh yeah. This is after the Battle of Culloden in 1746, so basically you have a scenario where the King of England did away with the clan system and created a laird or land system so that he obviously wanted to get taxes. Uh, but the land out there, you know, he had he placed the people that he wanted. Now some of these were people from England, but some of these were you know, clan leaders that were uh, aligned with him during the Jacobite Revolution, or rebellion. And so the end product of it was, is they banned the speaking of Gaelic, which is the traditional Scottish language, and banned tartans and bagpipes. So tartans and bagpipes are more of a modern thing these days. But the long and the short of it is that they went away from communal grazing to this land system. And, of course, you had the king's forest. Do you know what the word forest actually means? No, I do not means the king's hunting grounds. Really? Has nothing to do with trees. Thank you so much. Because there wasn't any trees in Scotland in 1750. 
So they actually, uh, the King of England uh, uh, initiated a survey of all of the Highland, all of Scotland, and was able to determine uh, that less than 5% of the landmass had trees on it. So there's this story right now. You've got this situation going on where you, you have these sporting estates, which those are the people that, uh, that do the stocking for the red deer. Uh, they're very intensively managed their lands for red grouse, their native traditional red grouse species, uh, for driven shooting. And it's a scenario where they're trying to raise as many grouse so that they can have an offtake of a certain number of grouse. And most of these estates are trying to shoot. Uh, and then it's 10 to 20, 30,000 acre estates. They're not real big, big places like, say, Texas ranches or Montana ranches. Uh, but they're looking anywhere from, you know, 500 to a couple thousand grouse a year is what they're hoping for. And they do really intensive managing, low intensity burning, and the suppression of ground predators being rats, stoats, weasels, and foxes. Sound familiar at all? Mm-hmm. It's exactly what we do for, for wild quail in the southeastern United States. Yeah. And uh, when we do that and where we do that, we have healthy populations of wild quail. Matter of fact, our governments, our state fish and game agencies, our federal agencies, we give awards to those landowners to do that. Over in Scotland, they'd like to hang the landowners from the highest tree in the land. They absolutely villainize landowners. It goes back to historical grievances, bias, jealousy. Because you have to remember, folks, we have a scenario where we haven't had a revolution in the United Kingdom well, the last one was put down. That was the Jacobite Revolution 250, 300 years ago. And you've got a group of people there that, you know, if you go back long enough, you're going to have this, the, you know, the suppressed or the oppressed out there and, and uh, the oppressors of those that were being oppressed. And uh, unfortunately, in this day and age where you have a very urban population in Scotland, the 90% of the population lives between Glasgow and Edinburgh. There's a band right there in the Midlands. And those people don't even go to the Highlands. They don't have any idea what's going on in the Highlands. And, but they have been kind of, you know, there's a whole movement called rewilding. And rewilding is this idea, this concept, let nature be free. Let's not have any a man's impact on it. No, no footprint, no thumbprint. That is the fastest recipe to kill them all off. Uh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, once you stop managing the land, yeah, you'll have wildlife, but you're going to have a much smaller numbers. You know, you're, if you let nature truly free. But the problem is this. Again, I said it's a geographic area of New Jersey with 4 to 5 million people. So my question is, well, what villages and cities or airports or train tracks or, or dual carriageways are you going to bulldoze and take away so that you can truly let nature be free? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think it's going to happen. It's just in this day and age, like I said, with 8 billion humans on the planet. So it's those people, those craft, those, those keepers, those gillies, those stalkers that are working. And that's what the film is about. It's their, their story and what their life's like. And, and literally, it's, it's how they're being ostracized and removed from the land. And uh, at the same time, these rewilders, you know, the film's very balanced. So we have the rewilding crowd, some of the... Some they- Tell their story on it. Absolutely. Because if, if you, you can't tell a story without being very balanced. You know, my films are filmmaking and about half filmmaking, half uh, investigative reporting, journalism. And so we kind of let each side tell their story. But, again, at the end of the day, if we're going to have these, these healthy, vibrant ecosystems, you know, healthy forests and, uh, you know, good populations of wildlife, clean drinking water, mm-hmm. then we need to be good stewards of the land. Well, science has to be king. If we don't have science, then what do we have? We have human human value judgments. Okay, well, I got a better idea than you do. Yeah. And that's not a good. That's a recipe for disaster. Emotion is not a good way to manage things. Hundred percent. So, so what we've been doing is sitting down with scientists that are in the highlands. We've been sitting down with the rewilders, sitting down with these people in the sporting estates, and trying to take a perspective from 
our point of view as Americans. So, you know, they've been rewilding for about 20 years now. Uh, here in North America, my ancestors kind of mucked this place up, but we spent 130 years approximately rewilding America. <laughs> we may not be perfect, but we've done a pretty dang good job. Yeah, so. yeah and it's been replicated around the around the globe. Shepherds of Wildlife Society, that makes me feel with a title like that, like I can be a part of this. How can people get involved? Where can they go? Well, it's great that you ask that. Um, the Shepherds of Wildlife Society, we don't really have a membership thing, but we love to have people get in and, and see what we're doing. So sharing stuff on, so we're on all the social media channels, Twitter to uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. And then, uh, actually it's not Twitter, it's X, let me get that right. And uh, and then our website, shepherdsofwildlife.org. If folks would like to contribute to be a part of things, we've got films that are coming out, like this uh, film, The Last Keeper, hitting film festivals. Uh, we're looking at doing a theatrical uh, release of it in June and probably close to a 1,000 uh, movie theaters around the United States. And we actually are working with PBS. We've got a, an hour-long version that will start on PBS uh, in California uh, this spring and then you know, probably April. And uh, then from there, it's going to go to all 330 stations over the rest of the year. Just uh, follow us on Facebook and all the other social media channels. Uh, you can find shepherdsofwildlife.org and all of them. You also find me, Tom Opry, O-P-R-E. And uh, follow us, comment, share. That's We're all in this together. Tom, always a pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure always to be here. And thanks to you and everybody out there in the, in the listening world listening to Billy Kinder's Outdoors. It's one of the best radio shows out there. Listen, if you enjoy an upland hunt or maybe you want to go fish the Guadalupe River uh, that borders Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country, check on the Axis Deer Hunt while you're there as well. A challenging hunt, a beautiful trophy, and an incredible meal. Axis Deer at Joshua Creek Ranch. Let's stretch our legs and grab a sausage and biscuit, what do you say? This is Kinder Outdoors, presented by Patriot Mobile. You folks come in off the porch. Kinder Outdoors is back. Presented to you by Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. It was raining on the tin roof here at the camp house, and Bobby the cat was sitting on a very dry back porch looking through the screen door, but he wanted that couch, and he was complaining a little bit. Welcome back. To uh, Kinder Outdoors, glad you're here. This corner of the camp house brought to you by the world's greatest dog fuel, and that is Purina Pro Plan. So many different formulas because there are so many different dogs. And there's a perfect formula for your dog waiting on you at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. <laughs> hey, I'm going to let you know about this now because it's going to fill up quick. They're only going to allow 60 women. They only have room for 60 participants, 60 women uh, at the One Woman's Wilderness Escape coming up this October 20th through the 26th at the NRA Whittington Center in New Mexico, south of Raton, New Mexico. The Women's Wilderness Escape, a one-of-a-kind, life-changing experience for women aged 18 and older. The women learn to shoot, hunt. They learn outdoor skills, shooting fundamentals, pistol, rifle, shotgun, archery, all led by certified uh, NRA instructors. And it's all-inclusive, lodging, meals, firearms, ammunition, instruction, all covered in a single fee. 
Like I said, limited to only 60 participants. This thing is a huge hit every fall. And if you or someone in your family might want to participate in this, I recommend you get in touch with them now. Details at kinderoutdoors.com. My taxidermist for the past three decades, I've had no reason to change. He's world class amongst the very best down in Granbury, Texas, Roy Holdridge. Let's spend a couple of minutes with Roy and talk about taking care of our fish. You're going to go out this spring and catch a giant, and you'd like to preserve that memory. Well, what do you do between setting the hook and handing that fish off to Roy? Roy, we want to take special care of our fish if we're going to bring them in to uh, have them uh, memorialized and hang on the wall and tell that whopper story the rest of our lives. Uh, what should we do with our fish? Uh, say we catch a, a big old largemouth bass on a hot summer day, uh, and I know he's not going to make it long in the live well. What should I do? If you have a towel and use one that you don't ever want to see again because it ruins them, they'll smell like a fish forever. But get a towel and get it good and wet. Lay your fish in there. Make sure the fins are all laid down. Just roll it up in that towel very carefully and then put it on ice. Um, you get home, put it in a trash sack and freeze it if you can't bring it right straight in. Just freeze it like that with a wet towel around there. And that will keep the moisture in. And so contrary to the things that people have heard in the past about putting newspaper, newspaper pulls the moisture out, and that's bad. Yeah, so no newspaper. Wrap them, wrap them in a towel. Wrap them in a wet towel, and it'll keep them. Uh, it'll keep them perfect for you that way. Okay. Hey, I, this may be a dumb question, but I, I want to know. Uh, we, our water temperatures here in Texas reach 90 degrees plus in the summertime, where further north. Folks might have 78-degree weather in the summertime catching those big old walleye on, on cooler days. Would we care any differently for those two fish coming out of the warmer water, colder water? They're, really, the care is exactly the same. It's just more important to get them cold faster whenever it's hotter. Yeah, because obviously they're going to deteriorate faster. They will deteriorate faster in, that, in the hotter weather, but you care for them exactly the same way. Saltwater fish, same thing? Same thing. Same thing, yes. Or folks can do what I did with you a couple of years ago. My wife, Robin, caught a big old nice walleye up there in, in uh, South Dakota, and I took its measurements, and I called you, and you made a beautiful replica. I can't tell it's not the fish. Yes, you know, we do that a lot more and more, you know, now than we used to 30 years ago. I uh, used to do most, I mean, very seldom did we do a reproduction. Now we do a lot of them. We, it's probably 50-50 at least. You know, we do as many reproductions, maybe more reproductions now than we do real fish. You just get you a good picture because they all have a little different coloration so that we can look at it and get the length and the girth on it, and we can make you a good one. They're really nice. You, I, you can tell the difference, I'm sure, but I, I really can't without studying really hard tell you if it's a, replica or if that's the real fish yes they've, they've come a long ways i mean we actually cast them off um off of a real fish and so they've got all the detail just like just like your fish does with scale detail um they look great this is a kinder outdoors conservation minute a focus on people that make a difference freedom hunters they say thank you to our very bravest and finest in a very special way. Uh, we're a 501c3 military outreach program. We take servicemen and their families out on outdoor ventures, mainly hunting, fishing, shooting trips all around the country and internationally too. 
These trips are more than a thank you and a good time, far more. It invigorates them. The healing comes out of it. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I started it just as a thank you, as a give back. I had no idea the therapeutic value of these hunts. I mean, it, it just it changes them. You can see it in their eyes. When they show up at camp, they're quiet and, and reserved. By the end of, end of camp, they're opened up and, uh, you know, chatting with other veterans. It's amazing. You can go on our website. We've got a donation button or just email us and say, hey, here's the opportunity. We'll fit a vet into that opportunity, whatever it is. Freedomhunters.org. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. Pick up a bag of Purina Pro Plan for your champ today at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Purina Pro Plan. Pro Plan performance for your hardworking bird dog. There is a battle for the soul of our nation, of our families, of our kids. A lot of people are waking up to this now and realigning some things in their lives that just make good sense, like doing business with people that actually love America, people like Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Patriot, that's my phone service. Yes, I was with one of the big giant wireless providers for decades. I knew that they were sending my money to bad causes, but I thought I had no good options until I found Patriot Mobile. I have great service, better than before. And when I pay my bill every month, a portion of that goes to aid and support our first responders and military veterans. Amen to that. Use the promo code KINDER, K-I-N-D-E-R, for free activation when you make the switch today to Patriot Mobile. When you drop your wild game off at Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, go ahead, order up your ground meat and breakfast sausage. But don't stop there. We worked on a taco meat for three years to where women and kids would eat it, and a chili that we make now where you just take these things home and just throw them in a crock pot or fry them in a pan and they're ready to go. Our tamales are probably hands down to anyone's. They're double meat and, you know, masa. And they're simple. And they're, and they're, we just can't make them fast enough. They're fully cooked. All you got to do is poke two or three holes in the bag that we give them to you in and throw them in the microwave for three and a half minutes aside. And it's like we just pulled them out of our steamer the day we made them. These items have become staples in our home. Robin's favorite is the taco meat. I'm partial to the tamales. And what a feast when we put it all together for friends and family. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, just north of Fort Worth, about a mile from Cabela's as the crow flies. CinnamonCreekRanch.com Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The Vineyards sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. 
always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com Weatherford Truck Equipment has been supplying premium truck accessories and equipment since 1997. Chip Knees and the crew at Weatherford Truck Equipment are pros that can totally equip your farm, work, or town truck to totally suit your needs. Flatbeds, grill guards, bumpers, bed covers, toolboxes, hitches, running boards, or any custom fabrication that you can scheme up for your truck. Weatherford Truck Equipment is located at 2620 Ranger Highway in Weatherford, Texas, just 20 minutes west of Fort Worth. Visit online at weatherfordtruck.com and take a look at the exceptional quality in our truck accessories and customized metal fabrication. Ranch truck, service truck, special purpose truck, it's all at Weatherford Truck Equipment. Contact Chip and set up an appointment to talk over your truck accessory or custom fabrication needs. Weatherford Truck Equipment, 2620 Ranger Highway in Weatherford. Hunters and fishermen are the backbone of conservation. Because you participate in the outdoors, our fish and wildlife and the places they inhabit flourish. Thank you from all of us in the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. Proud partners with Patriot Mobile. This corner of the camp house brought to you by all of those great ProPlan formulas. Purina ProPlan, the very best that you can feed your dog, is at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. In case you missed it, last hour, the early birds heard Tom Oprey from the great state of Montana. Tom is the founder of the Shepherds of Wildlife Society. He and his wife, Olivia, do great work for conservation, hunting, fishing, and the shooting sports all around the globe. Hey, Tom, welcome back. Always a pleasure. Well, Billy, it's always a pleasure to be here, and and, uh, it's great to be here in the great state of Texas. I want to know where you've been because, uh, you know, you're never home. You're always somewhere uh, sleeping on top of a mountain or something. Well, you know, I do get a chance to do a little bit of hunting. Not much these days, but most of it, you know, is out filmmaking. And uh, there's a lot of great stories to be told. But, you know, we're doing this just like why you're doing this. It's the passion for the outdoors, the passion for conservation and wildlife, and the passion for the, you know, literally the the fundamentals and the the things that we love to do as families and friends out in the outdoors. And so, you know, that's our goal. So we started a nonprofit. I think we talked about this a couple years ago called the Shepherds of Wildlife Society. So people interested in finding out, go to Shepherds of Wildlife wildlife.org and uh, its whole premise is, is to try to reconnect modern society with nature so uh, we've made up of wildlife photographers outdoor filmmakers and uh, my thing as a filmmaker is to try to tell stories of rural communities around the world you know wildlife doesn't live in cities lives in the countryside and so it's really imperative that we let these folks especially in a society now where most people live in cities completely out of touch with nature don't even know where their food comes from uh, in many cases, so it's really important they just kind of understand how conservation really works. And let's face it, you know, because wildlife lives in the countryside, it lives with people that live in the countryside, and it's those people that are tasked with being the good stewards or the good shepherds of those wild places and the animals in them. And if they don't see a benefit for taking care of those resources, 
it goes away to the dodo bird. And we have yeah. thousands of years of history where uh, we have lots of examples of humanity. Proven fact. Yeah, 100%. So, so yeah, as far as my travel goes, it's, it's a passion right now. I mean, I've dedicated the rest of my life to ensuring that, that we can have our modern conservation model, which is the most successful conservation model ever in human history. Some people call it the North American model. Uh, but, you know, it's based and its main tenet of it is hunting. You know, because wildlife provides a value to people, because they enjoy seeing it in the outdoors and they take care of it. I mean, that's face it, Billy. The reason why you have birds in your bird feeder, the reason why there's deers and deer and turkey in your backyard, heck, the reason why we have national forests in America today is all because of hunters who go hunting. But we have, a, as hunters, we have a tendency to kind of just look inside our own little sphere of influence, our handful of friends or family folks, people that we're spending time with. But we don't really realize that we're a very small minority. In the United States, if you, you look at U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service data, uh, I think it's 4 or 5% of the population buys a hunting license in any given year. Well, that's not a whole lot of people. With, you know, I mean, it's over 20 million people, you know, 15 to 20 million people. But it's, when we talk about the fact that we're now seeing the politicization of wildlife conservation, we're seeing politics, you know, where the politicians or these parties are saying, hey, vote for me and I'll ban this type of hunting or we'll ban this, we'll stop this, all being done to gin up the vote, kind of just like the Second Amendment would be for certain folks or, or right, you know, pro, pro-life or pro-choice. And so, but unfortunately, that doesn't help us. It's not a good thing. And since there's such a few number of us, we really can't win at the ballot box. I mean, like you said, we say it's 4 or 5%. That's just rounded up to 10% for argument's sake. That means hunters are 40% plus one vote behind before we even get to the ballot box, and we don't always go to the ballot box to vote. We're now looking at ballot initiatives around the country. They've got a thing called IP3 in Oregon right now that would make it an automatic felony to kill any animal, wild or domestic. And, of course, you, know, you would think there's no way that can happen. Well, you know, how are they getting signatures for this ballot initiative, which goes on the ballot if they get the signatures in November. It's mass rules. You know, it's mob rules. Yeah. You know, it doesn't go to the legislature to be looked at by your representative. It doesn't go to the courts. It doesn't, I mean, it, it goes on and becomes law. Yeah. And uh, the way that they're couching this to get signatures is they ask you, do you believe in bestiality? Hmm. Well, of course we don't. You know, so people sign on. Same old game. They throw something absurd out there and get a no out of you, and then. Yeah, and so we all know that the pork industry, the poultry industry, you know, the cattle industry, these people have got a lot of money. They're well organized. But the hunting community, we're not well organized, and we don't have any money. And we don't do a good job of playing together. We, we, We have this syndrome that I call the fishing hole syndrome. You know, we all want to do the same thing. We all want to do it for the right reasons, but unfortunately, we're very independent minded. Yeah. And we don't want anybody to know where our fishing hole is because they might come and fish it when we're not there. If we have some success, we want to keep it to ourselves. Your passion for this and your drive, though, to tell the story has taken you to some pretty elite meeting rooms across the the globe. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, our key thing here is, like I said, is to be able to give a voice to these rural communities because they're the ones that are doing the, the hard work of wildlife and habitat conservation. But they have a really important, not only is it an important point of this whole, this whole scheme, but they also, because they need to realize some sort of gain or some sort of benefit for it, uh, they, that benefit translates into what I say is their most basic human rights. So we've talked for, for decades and decades. You know, I, you know, my dad wrote for Outdoor Life and Field and Stream. I grew up in this. I've not been in this outdoor hunting business my whole life, but I've been around it. And I've watched that evolution of, you know, when we hunted 
growing up as a kid, it was the traditions, going out on the weekends, going to the deer lease, going to the deer clubs, spending that time with friends and family in the outdoors was so important to my upbringing and to a lot of people, a lot of your viewers, the same thing. And so what I've watched is kind of, you know, we have this biocentric approach to hunting, you know. I mean, yeah, we don't need to hunt to put food on the table. But my dad was a union journalist. He didn't make a whole money, a whole lot of money. I mean, I don't think I bought a piece of venice or a piece of, uh, of beef at the grocery store until I was well into my 20s. We ate venison. Yeah. We ate deer. We ate duck. We ate birds. We still do at my house. 100%. My kids, the same thing. Yeah. But... Because of that, you know, I've watched this evolution in the last, especially the last 40 years, uh, where it's become more of an egocentric approach. You know, the emphasis is on the record book, on the tape measure. Yeah. And, and, and it's not the majority of hunters. You know, I kind of liken it to real estate. 95% of the real estate sold by 5% of the realtors. Why? Because they're good at it. Yeah. Well, the same thing happens in the hunting community. About 5% of the hunters put out 95% of the stuff that maybe doesn't show as well to the general public. And when with the advent of the internet and Facebook and social media, you know, we can take a picture and post it online. And anybody, anywhere in the world that's connected to the internet or has a smartphone, trackers in Africa, people in Nome, Alaska, within a nanosecond, they can see your post. Yeah. And so you have a scenario where because we talked about this disconnect that we have in, in this rural versus urban society situation where people don't know where their food comes, they don't understand what conservation is. Conservation is the wise use of a natural resource. You know, there's nothing else. The opposite is preservation, you know, hands off, let nature do its thing. And that's kind of what we're fighting with with the anti-use people, you know, the PETAs and the Humane Societies and the Center for Biological Diversity. Those organizations are not conservation organizations, so they're preservationists. And so it's really important that we understand that as hunters, when if you post that picture of that deer, I know what you went through. Maybe you spent years tracking that buck, or maybe you did really well in business and you could afford to go on a safari in Africa, and maybe you did shoot an elephant or a lion. I know what you went through. Unfortunately, when you post that picture there, you look no different than an ISIS terrorist in Syria who just cut the head off a human being on YouTube today. And I know that shocks you, but that's you have to understand. We live in our little world. We don't look outside it very much. And because of that, we really do ourselves a huge disservice. Now, hunting is not a right here in America. It's not enshrined in the Constitution, the, you know, the Bill of Rights. It's shocking, but I don't think our founding fathers had any idea, any, would even fathom that going out and hunting would ever be infringed upon. Okay. Now we know with King George, and the reason we had to had to have our muskets uh, was because of the tyrannous, you know, rule of law. And so, so our, it's really important that we we tell these stories because at the end of the day, it is not a right, and we are able to hunt because it, we're privileged by the rest of the society that says they're willing to live with us to be out there doing that. So it's really that's well said. Yep, that's well done. And we have a tendency, no matter what it is, to love it to death in this country. Love it too much. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about uh, the Shepherds of Wildlife Society. That sounds like I can be a part of that. We're going to tell people how. Can you hang on? Yes, sir. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. 
We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. If you ever stop just once in West Texas at the very unique Herdware store and visit with the very unique Cecil Miskin, you'll make it a regular stop every time you pass by. We are on US-287, which is one of the oldest and most major U.S. highways still. We are 40 miles south and east of Amarillo. H-E-R-D, Herdware Store. We've got bison leather goods, vests, chaps, dusters, and bison hide coats, bison leather belts and wallets, bison leather shoes, art. We've got western artifacts. We've got native artifacts. The only way we can describe it is all things bison. If you're not interested in bison, don't stop. If you're interested in bison, come on and plan on spending 15 minutes to two hours and enjoy yourself. The only rule that we have in the store, and we've had it for many years, and we've only had one person ever break our rule, is if you're not having fun, we're going to ask you to leave. The most unique stop between the Gulf and the Pacific, Cecil Miskin and the Herdware Store, herdware.net. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org. It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth. To sell you a life filled with urban fascinations. To ignore that death 
is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. Mobilizing freedom every day. Patriot Mobile and Kinder Outdoors. Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country offers up some of the finest bird hunting, upland bird hunting on the planet. They have a kennel there with about a hundred well-trained, well-mannered bird dogs. And yes, your dog is welcome there too. There are kindling facilities right there at your cabin or lodge, wherever you stay. There's going to be a place for you to keep your dog, okay? Incorporate that dog into the hunt, and both of you have a great time. Pointing, shooting, and retrieving lots of pheasants, quail, and chucker at Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about the place at kinderoutdoors.com. One of my dear friends lives in Elizabeth, Colorado. Elizabeth, Colorado is home to Anthony Pace and his freedom hunters. Anthony, welcome back. Billy, it's always great to talk with you and uh, definitely enjoy the radio program. You travel a lot of miles every year in support of our military personnel, both U.S. and Canadian military, uh, with the Freedom Hunters organization. Uh, You're out doing multiple things. What When people see you, like at the National Wild Turkey Federation or at the Dallas Safari Club or various events, why are you there? What are you doing? Well, the biggest thing we do at, at some of the national trade shows and, and conservation with the conservation groups is just try to raise awareness, uh, raise some funds uh, about our program, our military outreach program, and uh, connect with, with the veterans in the area, try to get them involved, uh, give them opportunities to, uh, you know, get out with us and, and apply for an adventure. Uh, but it's, it's really just about raising awareness and, again, trying to raise some money. And when we talk about raising money and getting out uh, with these with these veterans, that's what Freedom Hunters does. Uh, Anthony got together with Jim Shockey a number of years ago. Now it's been quite a quite a long while, and uh, put their heads together and came up with really it was it was your original idea, Anthony, to uh, to build Freedom Hunters and take our heroes on hunting and fishing trips, uh, outdoor adventures, as a way of saying thank you, but, boy, that really turned into a great method of therapy for these folks. Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing to be out there with the guys and, and watch them change right before your eyes. And, you know, they'll they'll come into camp and shy and, and reserved, and then, you know, by the time they're, they're there with the other veterans, you know, it doesn't take long. You know, within an hour, they're, they're sharing stories and, and, and helping each other through the journey. Of, of where they're at and you know the therapy of being out hunting or fishing or or doing anything outdoors uh, you know, you're out in god's creation um, it the healing that takes place is just amazing to watch 
It truly is. I've been there and seen it happen, and uh, that is absolutely no stretch that this is this is very important. You can't even put words to it. Uh, very and how effective this is. Very effective and important therapy for these folks. Uh, you've taken thousands and thousands and thousands of guys and gals on great adventures all around the world, but recently uh, I, I was interested in a trip you guys took with a Vietnam vet named Hal. Uh, that was a special hunt. You know, it, it really was. We, you know, we get in applications um, every day from all across the country. Uh, one came across my desk. It just, it just happened to catch my eye. Um, Hal's best friend was going to help him uh, go on a, a sheep hunt in California. Hal had been applying for this tag since they opened up the unit, and I think it's been 33 years he had been applying. Since that point in time, um, Agent Orange has started to take effect, so he's dealing with cancer. He's in a wheelchair, and, um, you know, his buddy was just saying, you know, what can you do? Can you help him out? And, um, man, did that get the juices flowing for us? It's like, absolutely. We'll do what we can, and uh, so we ended up, uh, one of my volunteers out of the Reno area, um, he's he's hunted goats and sheep before, so I asked him, I said, you know, can you, can you mentor Hal on this trip, and let's put it together. Well, James started making phone calls and, and gathering resources, and by the time we were done, there, there were 10 to 12 guys out helping Hal find a sheep. Um, you know, and, and trying to find it when you're uh, a sheep within shooting distance, when you're wheelchair bound, was a little tough. We ended up uh, having to uh, pull the wheelchair through about a mile of country to get him within uh, 400 yards of of a sheep. But um, you know, Hal Hal did his part and put on a good good shot on the on the sheep, and uh, you know, the story came out just the way you'd hope. So oh, it was it was goodness. pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm sitting here getting excited, and I can hear the emotion in your voice, the the love for uh, for these folks to be able to to do this for them, uh, really strikes at your core. How many? And I know you can't put a number on this, but ballpark. How how many of our veterans, U.S. and Canada, do you think Freedom Hunters has taken on a on a hunt or a fishing trip? Now, since since '06. Uh, we've taken out over 14,000 veterans and their family members. <laughs> wow, it's good work, but it's not free work. It requires uh, that we pay the way for these guys and gals, and we've got a really, really fun and special way to help raise funds uh, coming up in Barnsley. Actually, it's a Daresville, Georgia, coming up. Right about tax time, April 14 and 15, we're all going to need a reason to smile on those days. And we've got a good one, Anthony. This is a good reason to smile. It is. The Jim Shockey Classic is is one of our premier fundraising events that we do. So this year we've, we moved it to uh, the Barnsley Resort uh, in Adairsville uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, one, the golf course is uh, rated number one in, in Georgia. The second thing is... Um, they also have uh, a lot of outdoor stuff, but they've got a great sporting clays course as well. So we're going to do uh, sporting clays um, uh, Sunday morning. Sunday evening we'll have a banquet, and then Monday we'll we'll do our golf tournament. So we've got a little bit of of everything for for people that are are, are shooters and people who are golfers. 
and uh, you know will come together, raise some great funds, and uh, those particular funds go for kind of our higher end hunts, our, our world world class hunts. So we were able to again take that take money from that event, you know, to pay for house room and for food and lodging and 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 everything. So it's it it really touches those those servicemen that, that really need a special type of adventure. And we want you there, but if you cannot be there, you can still join us. We have a whale of a uh, live auction, silent auction. People can participate online. Absolutely. We've got some great items. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, a gunworks rifle. We've got Trigist con scopes. We've got Vortex optics. We've, we've got, oh, probably 200 different uh, manufacturers in the outdoor industry that have stepped up and, um, and donated these items for us to to raise money. So anything you need in the outdoor uh, realm, if you've got a trip coming up, you need something special, I guarantee we'll have it on the auction. It's a room full of heroes. You ought to come and be a part of this with us. Anthony, thank you again for the uh, good work that you do tirelessly day by day, year round, uh, for our military men and women with Freedom Hunters. And we have a link to all of this info at kinderoutdoors.com. Look forward to seeing you in Adairsville, Georgia, April 14 and 15, Anthony. Yeah, I understand we have a pretty pretty cool uh, MC that's going to come out and help too, but I, <laughs> I can't remember his name. I'm not the best, but I'm the best that you can do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony, thank you so much. All right, thank you, Billy. You have a great day. Hey, thanks to my friends Joe and Ann Kerchival at their beautiful Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country for bringing us this corner of the camp house. Hey, when you visit Joshua Creek Ranch for the bird hunt of a lifetime, don't forget to pack the fly rod. Crystal clear Joshua Creek, spring-fed and running right through the middle of the place. And the ranch is bordered by the historic Guadalupe River. It's a real prize to catch a native Texas Guadalupe bass. You'll have that opportunity in addition to all the splendor that comes with your visit to Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about the place at kinderoutdoors.com. At Marksman, we know firearms. Our mission is to guide and educate whether you're new to firearms or an experienced, skilled shooter. We offer a large selection at reasonable prices with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and we offer free 90-day layaway. For guns, ammo, optics, or accessories, head to Marksman Firearms in Granbury, Mansfield, Colleen, or Wichita Falls. Make your mark at Marksman. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and it's time once again to invite you to our annual Jim Shockey Classic two-day charity event where we all get together to celebrate and honor those who have served and sacrificed. All of us deeply admire the invaluable sacrifices made by our military personnel. 100% of the proceeds fund all expense-paid Shockey tribute hunts through the Freedom Hunters Military Outreach Program. In addition to the golf tournament, there will be a sporting clay tournament on Sunday morning before the banquet. So join me April 14th and 15th, 2024 at the award-winning Barnsley Resort in Adersville, Georgia, nestled in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains. Visit JimShockeyClassic.com 
to sponsor, to register, or to donate, and also to learn more about our great event. I really hope to see you there. If you sell hunting, fishing, outdoors products, and you'd like to directly speak to folks like me that enjoy the great outdoors, this might be a great place for you to advertise. Kinder Outdoors. We reach many thousands of hunters and fishermen each and every week all across the country and right here at home. This is the perfect place for you to advertise your goods and services. This puts you in the pickup, in the blind, and on the boat when we are. Come see us at kinderoutdoors.com to learn more. Once upon a time, long, long ago, elk roamed bountifully across most of North America. Their bugle cut the early morning fog in the hills of Tennessee, Kentucky, Virginia, coast to coast. And then they were gone. But in 1984, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation was born. And since then, a quarter of a million people have joined the elk effort. Nearly nine and a half million acres have been preserved or access opened up to the public. There are more than 500 RMEF chapters. And the way we go about our business makes us one of the most efficient and effective conservation organizations in the U.S. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation plays a leading role in restoring elk to their historic habitat. Today, make a difference in the world. Make an impact. Learn how at rmef.org. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castoria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting cordobadoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. salty coastline breeze in Florida to the crashing shores of the great northwest and all prairies, woods, and waters in between, Kinder Outdoors is there. Presented to you by Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. New this season at Joshua Creek Ranch just outside of San Antonio, Texas are the high-volume European-style driven pheasant shooting experiences. How about a thousand pheasants in a single shoot. <laughs> That's what you and your family, your friends, your corporate buddies are going to see at Joshua Creek Ranch when you take in this experience. Learn more about it. Go see them. KinderOutdoors.com. Let's rejoin our conversation now with my friend Tom Oprey, 
with the Shepherds of Wildlife Society. See, we just wrapped up a film. We'll be starting to hit the film festivals. It's called The Last Keeper. Uh, several years ago, coming to Dallas Safari Club, going to the Safari Club and some of the other shows, I got an opportunity to meet a whole bunch of operators, hunting operators that are in the U.K., mostly up in Scotland in the Highlands, and started to hear this crazy story about the politics that were going on. And, you know, when it comes to wildlife and habitat conservation, uh, some alarming, really alarming things. Now, Texas, you know, let's face it, this state, very similar to Scotland in a lot of regards as far as land ownership goes. Not a lot of public ground. No. Same thing with Scotland. About a million acres in Texas, that's it. Yeah, and I would say that Scotland probably has less than that. Yeah. Uh, but then again, it's not a big place. I mean, it's geographically the size of, of, uh, of New Jersey, four to five million people total. But, you know, Scotland's got a place in everybody's heart. I don't know about you, but oh, yeah. a lot of us have a i got a lot of dead relatives buried on that island. <laughs> so it's in our DNA. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, it's romanticized. I think a lot of people have watched a lot of the outdoor or the shows like Outlander and things like that. And yeah. so, um, you know, I think there's a real keen interest in what's going on there. But what I discovered over, we spent 140 days on location over a year and a half, wow. uh, myself and the team and a photographer. And, uh, you know, we, come to re- we really came to realize that, there's some incredible things going on there. And in the story, it's called The Last Keeper. So over there, the way the system works, they have these sporting estates, which are a byproduct of the Victorian age. Queen Victoria went, uh, went uh, in the mid-1700s, or 1850, went up to uh, the Highlands, ended up in Balmoral, fell in love with it, and bought it. And that was kind of the start of this thing, where it's a byproduct of the fact that, if everybody remembers your history of Scotland, they had a thing called the Clearances where there was a group of landowners that thought they had a better idea or plan for the land. That Private land? Private land, oh yeah. This is after the Battle of Culloden in 1746, so basically you have a scenario where the King of England did away with the clan system and created a laird or land system so that he obviously wanted to get taxes. Uh, but the land out there, you know, he had he placed the people that he wanted. Now, some of these were people from England, but some of these were... You know, clan leaders that were uh, aligned with him during the Jacobite Revolution or rebellion, and so the end product of it was is they banned the speaking of Gaelic, which is the traditional Scottish language, and banned tartans and bagpipes. So tartans and bagpipes are more of a modern thing these days. But the long and the short of it is that they went away from communal grazing to this land system, and of course you had the king's forest. Do you know what the word forest actually means? Where it's no, I do not means the king's hunting grounds. Really? Has nothing to do with trees. Thank you so much. Because there wasn't any trees in Scotland in 1750. So they actually, uh, the king of England uh, uh, initiated a survey of all of the highland, all of Scotland, and was able to determine uh, that less than 5% of the landmass had trees on it. So there's this story right now. You've got this situation going on where you, you have these sporting estates, which those are the people that, uh, that do the stalking for the red deer. Uh, they're very intensively. It managed their lands for red grouse, their native traditional red grouse species, uh, for driven shooting. And it's a scenario where they're trying to raise as many grouse so that they can have an offtake of a certain number of grouse. And most of these estates are trying to shoot. Uh, and then it's 10 to 20, 30,000 acre estates. They're not real big, big places like, say, Texas ranches or Montana ranches. Uh, but they're looking anywhere from, you know, 500 to a couple thousand grouse a year is what they're hoping for. And they do really intensive managing, low intensity burning, and the suppression of ground predators being rats, stoats, weasels, and foxes. Sound familiar at all? Mm-hmm. It's exactly what we do for, for wild quail in the southeastern United States. Yeah. And uh, when we do that and where we do that, we have healthy populations of wild quail. 
Matter of fact, our governments, our state fish and game agencies, our federal agencies, we give awards to those landowners to do that. Over in Scotland, they'd like to hang the landowners from the highest tree in the land. They absolutely villainize landowners. It goes back to historical grievances, bias, jealousy. Because you have to remember, folks, we have a certain era where we haven't had a revolution in the United Kingdom. Well, the last one was put down. That was the Jacobite Revolution 250, 300 years ago. And you've got a group of people there that, you know, if you go back long enough, you're going to have this, the, you know, the suppressed or the oppressed out there and, and uh, the oppressors of those that are being oppressed. And uh, unfortunately, in this day and age where you have a very urban population in Scotland, the 90% of the population lives between Glasgow and Edinburgh. There's a band right there in the Midlands. And those people don't even go to the Highlands. They don't have any idea what's going on in the Highlands. And, but they have been kind of, you know, there's a whole movement called rewilding. And rewilding is this idea, this concept, let nature be free. Let's not have any a man's impact on it. No, no footprint, no thumbprint. That is the fastest recipe to kill them all off. Uh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, once you stop managing the land, yeah, you'll have wildlife, but you're going to have a much smaller numbers. You know, you're, if you let nature truly free. But the problem is this. Again, I said it's a geographic area of New Jersey with four to five million people. So my question is, well, what villages and cities or airports or train tracks or, or dual carriageways are you going to bulldoze and take away so that you can truly let nature be free? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think it's going to happen. It's just in this day and age, like I said, with eight billion humans on the planet. So it's those people, those craft, those those keepers, those gillies, those stalkers that are working. And that's what the film is about. It's their their story and what their life's like. And, and literally, it's it's how they're being ostracized and removed from the land. And uh, at the same time, these rewilders, you know, the film's very balanced. So we have the rewilding crowd, some of the... Some they, Tell their story on it. Absolutely. Because you, if, if you, you can't tell a story without being very balanced. You know, my films are filmmaking and about half filmmaking, half uh, investigative reporting, journalism. And so we kind of let each side tell their story. But, again, at the end of the day, if we're going to have these, these healthy, vibrant ecosystems, you know, healthy forests and, uh, you know, good populations of wildlife, clean drinking water, mm-hmm. then we need to be good stewards of the land. Well, science has to be king. If we don't have science, then what do we have? We have human human value judgments. Okay, well, I got a better idea than you do. Yeah. And that's not a good. That's a recipe for disaster. Emotion is not a good way to manage things. Hundred percent. So, so what we've been doing is sitting down with scientists that are in the highlands. We've been sitting down with the rewilders, sitting down with these people in the sporting estates, and trying to take a perspective from our point of view as Americans. So, you know, they've been rewilding for about 20 years now. Uh, here in North America, my ancestors kind of mucked this place up, but we spent 130 years approximately rewilding America. <laughs> we may not be perfect, but we've done a pretty dang good job. Yeah, so. yeah and it's been replicated around the, around the globe. Shepherds of Wildlife Society, that makes me feel with a title like that, like I can be a part of this. How can people get involved? Where can they go? Well, it's great that you asked that. Um, the Shepherds of Wildlife Society, we don't really have a membership thing, but we love to have people get in and, and see what we're doing. So sharing stuff on so we're on all the social media channels, Twitter to uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. And then, uh, actually, it's not Twitter. It's X. I'm get that right. And, uh, and then our website, shepherdsofwildlife.org. If folks would like to contribute to be a part of things, we've got films that are coming out, like this uh, film, The Last Keeper, hitting film festivals. Uh, we're looking at doing a theatrical uh, release of it in June and probably close to a thousand uh, movie theaters around the United States and we're actually working with PBS we've got a, an hour-long version that'll start on PBS uh, in California uh, this spring and then you know, probably April 
and uh, then from there it's going to go to all 330 stations over the rest of the year. Just uh, follow us on Facebook and all the other social media channels. Uh, you can find shepherdswildlife.org and all of them. You also find me, Tom Opre, O-P-R-E. And uh, follow us, comment, share. That's We're all in this together. Tom, always a pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure always to be here. And thanks to you and everybody out there in the, in the listening world listening to Billy Kinder's Outdoors. It's one of the best radio shows out there. I want to say thanks to Joshua Creek Ranch for bringing us this corner of the camp house. Thank you for hanging out with us. And I also want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we have together here each week. Come back and see us next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. (laughs) 